everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Kayla and Harrison won't shut up. Hello. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Harrison. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh... <laughs> good. I'm glad. Is it um, snowing outside there like it is here in Alaska? Oh, well, in a different part of Alaska, you mean? Because we're both in Alaska? Yeah, that's what I meant. You're in a different, on a different street in Alaska. Yeah, on this street, it's not snowing, so. Oh, y'all are not. We lucked out. It's snowing here. Yeah, no, here there's just ice, and it's ugly. (laughs) We hate to see it. We do hate to see it. I have have an important pressing question that I'd like to start this documentary off with. Yes, please. Are you the type of person... Wait, did you just say this documentary? Oh, yeah. I don't know why I said that. Because mm. this is basically a documentary of our descent into nonsense. Yes. But it's also this a is, This anyway, podcast I'm... is serving as a document of that. That's um, what I mean. Okay, continue. What I was going to say was, are you of the mind... There's two types mm-hmm. of people in this world, right? There's Tell the me. type of people who... When they pull their guacamole from yesterday out of the fridge, they scrape the brown part off before they eat it, or are you the type Mm. of person who mixes the brown part in with the green and then eats it? Let me tell you the truth of the matter. I'm the kind of person who's on the next level, and I put a layer of lime juice on top of my guacamole, and I don't get the brown top. But if you did get the brown. I would mix it up. I would mix it up. Mix it up. Okay. Good Why? to know. Good to know. All right. Today we're going to be. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Just curious. I ate guacamole today and I scraped the top layer off and I was like, that's disgusting. And then I was <laughs> like, I could just mix it in, but I'm above that. Mix it in. You can't take. It's just, it's just reach the air. It's like when an apple browns a little bit, it's not going to kill you. I don't fuck with the air. So. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you don't. We're of two so, minds about guac fuck. on this podcast. Apparently. Jeez, I had no idea. You know, my mother-in-law, um, and I've not, we've never left guacamole out long enough to test this, but it, she's convinced, or she thinks that if you keep the, like, if you mix up, Jesus Christ, if you mix up guacamole and you put the pit from the avocado. Oh, that it won't spoil? Yeah. And again, though, every time she makes guacamole, it's so delicious. That we don't eat it fast enough to ever know if that works. I don't know. So maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Are you a fresh? Are you a fresh guac person, or do you like to buy guac from the store? Well, am I a monster? Of course, I prefer fresh guacamole. What? Who I prefers? Mean, so, I, so, there's people out there who like don't want to make it themselves, even though it's like very I, I easy. Mean, I'm, I'm lazy. I'm a lazy person. You know what? Actually, I prefer the mostest is if you go to the grocery store. They always have guacamole that they made in the mm. deli that mm-hmm. day. That's that's it. But sometimes so it's freshness. like sometimes it's like watery, which makes me mad. Mm-hmm. I like fresh, chunky guacamole with Maybe jalapeno. Kroger jalapeno. on your street, yes, red onion. Yep, and cilantro and tomato. Personally, for me, yes. Yes. All those on things. your street, salt, you, salt and lime you juice. Go, well, I mean, yeah. They, thanks for reminding me what guacamole is. This is a Harrison, third podcast on your, now. On your, on your street in Alaska, in our same neighborhood, you go to the Kroger, who maybe has watery guacamole. But on my street, we go to the Harry Teets, the Harris Teeter, perfection guacamole. Shout out, sponsor us, Harris Teeter. Thank you. I yeah. Um, wow. 
Yeah. I prefer I mean, my am favorite. I wrong? My favorite guacamole, other than just making it, is mm-hmm. Whole Foods has really, really good guacamole. How much does it cost? Fifteen dollars a pint. <laughs> yes. Actually, a pint of guacamole is a lot, so I don't know why I pulled that out of my ass. I would eat it all in one. I wouldn't even mix it up if it was brown on top, because it's so good yes, from there. Yes, you would. Yes, You're right. You I would. would. I would. All right. Well, on to Wait, more pressing is, is matters. There a reason, uh, is there a reason you brought that up, or was that really just out of your ass? Just yeah, to be just honest out with of, me. Well, the top of it. Because I'm like, I'm like, brown looked like it could have been out of someone's ass, but it was not. Whoa! Ew! Oh no! Now I'm the person who scrapes it off. Um, I, I, I'm like scanning through my head, like I, the movie we're talking about today. I'm like, is there any guacamole in it? There's no. not. There's um, not Harrison. They do work at a coffee shop, though, which makes me think of what is alcohol, which makes me think of margaritas. None of what you just said made any sense. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming to my podcast about Harrison being full of nonsense. <laughs> the film is promising, young woman. No one cares. Good night. <laughs> no guacamole is consumed in the making of this movie. You know, they probably did have it. They probably I... did have it catered. It's freaking a sheet of ice outside. I can't leave to go get guacamole. I don't have the fix-ins here. I'm not going to door dash some poor person who has to schlep through the ice to get me guacamole or Grubhub or Uber Eats sponsors. And none of them. <laughs> Whole Foods, Whole Foods uh, cold bar guacamole, please sponsor us. Specifically that section of your supermarket. Okay. Sure. No, Harris Teeter. Thank you. Promising young woman. Now I'm really distracted because I was gonna, like, there's an Aldi <laughs> near me now, so that's been pretty fun. Oh, the options me. are endless. Well, not really so much in the Aldi, but the fact that now I have two grocery stores within walking distance. You know I'm who has the worst the guacamole world. I've ever had in my life, and then we'll actually talk about this movie? Food Lion. Sure. I hate Food Lion. Okay. I All right. Every I don't food like food. out of business. <laughs> Remember when Food Lion uh, rebranded? A qu- like they they split into threes and like they they were like okay is this a poor neighborhood okay then it's a bottom dollar oh, oh is this yeah. a, a mid a mid range neighborhood well then this is still a food lion oh is this a rich neighborhood well it's a bloom do you remember that no it, it's all food lion i remember because i lived where i lived at that time i was equidistance from a bloom and a bottom dollar and it was like where do i live then where's my food lion <laughs> Always right? go to the Am bottom right? dollar. Always go to the bottom Thank dollar. You. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't I've never even dollar. heard of bottom bottom dollar or Bloom. I don't. Honest. I don't know if this lasted. This 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 oh, experiment okay. with rebranding in different neighborhoods. I don't know if it lasted. I kind of want to look it up. This has nothing to do with promising. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can see, we really were touched by this movie that we're discussing. <laughs> I mean, I actually of the of the movies <laughs> that we're we're talking about in the past couple weeks and in the forward couple weeks. Jesus, in this time, this is probably my favorite of the films that we've been talking about lately. Yeah. That's what I'm all, trying to all say. All guacamole so, aside, this... Also, by the way, I'm just so sorry. It's just that when you Google Food Lion, the picture on their main page is a man holding a reusable bag with avocados on it. Oh, like, my God. What? Conspiracy theory. This is just like Confirmed. that hotel that hotel series on Netflix that we just finished. Just same thing. Oh, I heard about that. Uh, You should watch it. It is not what we're talking about today, though. So, what we're talking Mm -hmm. about today is a 2020 American dark comedy thriller film. 
which impressively was written, produced, and directed by Emerald Fennell in her mm-hmm. first directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie did produce it, though. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, it's it came out in 2020. Came out not that long ago, January 25th. No, it was released in December, late December. Um. Anyway, it's been nominated for some shit. It's had a really good run of it. I just want to let you know that um, in like 2011, they retired Blooms and Bottom Dollars like a really long time ago. Damn, that seems like yesterday. So now that I've looked that up, I am going to revert to what we're actually talking about today. And please blame Harrison for how distracted I was. We're talking about a film. <laughs> Promising young every- woman. I heard everything you said, Harrison, while I was down the food lion hole. <laughs> the food lion hole is a good way to describe that grocery store. Um, <laughs> I just had a really dumb thought. <laughs> so I have the... <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this movie eventually. <laughs> I had the movie pulled up on my computer, like the Wikipedia article and the like Rotten Tomatoes and everything. And I literally, I literally went, Laverne Cox is in this. <laughs> I just watched this film. This is what quarantine does to us. It's not even late at night. I feel like a lot of our older podcasts, it's like, I'm like, it's like one in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, but it's not. It's freaking the afternoon right now. God damn. It's a beautiful Alaskan snow day. Yeah. Uh, Laverne Cox is in this movie. You are correct. Uh, This movie (laughs) follows Cassie Thomas. Please, please tell me what this film is about because I can't tell you. Cassie Thomas is a 30-year-old woman who lives in Ohio with her parents. Yikes, Ohio. And one of her parents. parents. One of her parents is the, um, I'm taking a jog, dumbass. Oh, right. Your favorite. Jennifer Jennifer Coolidge. Coolidge. Yes. So that's the most important thing about this film. She looks different in this movie, I will say. I recognized her voice, but. She's older. She's definitely older, but I think she might have some work done. Let a woman age, Harrison. <laughs> Let a woman age. Jesus. Anyway, continue. Don't call continue, me by my again, nickname. I... Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I have... Jesus. You have to continue. I, all I'm going to be able to do for this episode is interject with delirium. With so please continue. Guac facts. The... And it is, again, and forever and always, your fault. Please Guac continue. Guac <laughs> So anyway, Cassie lives with her parents in Ohio, whatever. She was in medical school at one point, we find out. Um, And just to lay it all out there, she was friends with someone who was sexually assaulted by this douche, Al Monroe. Mm -hmm. So her best friend, Nina, this is the beginning of the movie. By the way, there will be spoilers. Um, her, her best friend Nina, our, yeah, yes. her best friend Nina was raped by their classmate Al Monroe, and mm-hmm. the school legal system did not do anything about it because he was a popular white guy. Surprise, surprise. Also, this is in Ohio. Double surprise. Not. Um, wow, you hate Ohio. Have you ever lived in Ohio? No, but I have friends that live there, and I love them. But Ohio okay, itself well, is problematic. They don't love you anymore. Jeez. 
if you can't handle an Ohio dig, get out of the Midwest. I officially <laughs> have no opinion either way on Ohio. I would just like to put that into the into the file. Look, here. Ohio was a Trump state, so that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Um, I think we were too. No, we weren't. In Alaska. Oh well, I mean Alaska was, <laughs> but we weren't. <laughs> yeah, we're a state unto ourselves. Yeah. Um. Ugh, sorry. I just was disgusted at our state for a second. Um, similarly yes. to how I feel to Ohio. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it's it's implied that Nina eventually commits suicide, we think. We're not sure. It doesn't it's really never, say what happens. Yeah. And, well, and if it does, it's like much later. Well, um, I had a, there was a moment when the main character, Cassandra, talks to the mother of Nina, and I... Molly Shannon said, "Yes, made me think that the that the Nina girl was still alive, but she's not. She's not. She's dead. But you don't technically ever know that it was suicide, but you assume." Right. Yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it does. It say in the end. I feel like in the culmination of the movie, maybe it says like the height of action at the end, but maybe not. I will say I don't think we should. I know we've lately been going through the whole, the whole gist of a just like the entire plot of a film on our podcast lately but i don't think we should say what happens at the very end of this film okay we won't in 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 expressiveness yes i agree you see what i'm saying yep. so i watched the trailer did you is this let's talk about this really quick did you watch the trailer for this before you watched it or did I, you go in blind I actually again? i no, i could have gone in blind but i watched the trailer because michael was like oh yeah the buzz on this movie is really good like the trailer is really dope and I was like, I'm not, I don't, unless you actively seek out a trailer, we're not going to the movie theater, right? Right. So I hadn't seen it. And I and I, I thought The Promising Young Woman, just 100% based on its title, was going to be a boring period piece. Oh. Again, based on nothing, just because right. it was called Promising Young Woman. I was like, am I about to watch Little Women? Uh. And that sounds really boring. And so... Michael was like, what? No, it's dope. Like, watch the trailer. And it was. And I was like, dang, this trailer. We have to watch this right now. So, yes, I did watch the trailer. <laughs> well, I thought from the trailer, and this that is she like, murdered the people? obviously not a spoiler, but um, I thought from the trailer that this was like 100% going to be similar to hard candy and i was like yes me too not yes. interested <laughs> based on that oh. because i was like i don't not I hard don't, candy i'm thinking of jawbreaker oh no i love jawbreaker. jawbreaker no no and mm -hmm. I, I love hard, well i don't love hard i i have a weird relationship with hard candy but the point i was getting at was that i don't know that i was interested in watching a torture porn which is what i interpreted this as oh okay. especially because that other movie that came out recently, uh, Mama or whatever, the one with... Um, I feel like there's a lot of movies with a similar kind of name as Mama or Mommy or Ma. There's a film called Ma, I'm pretty sure. Ma, that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, based strictly on the trailer, there is some room for interpretation, and it does, I think, lead you to believe that this is going to be an abduction movie where she's torturing people. Um, mm -hmm. that's thankfully not the case, which I think is what made me stick with this after beginning the film, because I was like, mm -hmm. not sure how I was going to vibe with it. 
Um, well, even with the first, so she she goes to bars. She pretends to be drunk so that a douchebag will take her home and 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 try and assault her. And you don't at first know what happens to the first guy. So at least for the first like twenty minutes of the film, I was like, she's murdering these guys, and I was already like. That's weird because there's like hundreds of tally marks in her little notebook. Mm -hmm. So how could you, even if you're in New York City, which she's not, she's in suburban Ohio, which is your favorite place. And, (laughs) um, uh, you know, how could she be killing hundreds of men? But she's not. No, she's just saying, ah, 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 and lecturing them. Yes. Which I don't know, and I mean, obviously, this is a theme of the film. If what what she's doing is, if it's if it's productive, if if it's ethical. Well, yeah, but but also I mean, it's more like, like for, uh, yeah, for I mean, what she wants to accomplish is it really accomplishing that? Which is an important part of this film that that it addresses that, um, and um, I think I don't I obviously because she comes to this conclusion too. I just don't know how effective it would be to like trick these kinds of jerks like that because then they would just be like man women really are crazy and i hate them which furthers my right. idea of them being objects for me to abuse um anyway. in a lot of ways it feels like trying to relate or um come to a common or mutual understanding with like a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. in the way that it's like we're never going to reach the same understanding because your understanding is that you know more than everyone else. And therefore I could never level with you because I'm not as educated on, on X, Y, and Z as you are. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very similar to that where it's like, there's a level of danger that she could be led to after revealing that she's completely sober and these guys are like, oh, I mean, they could easily, like, attempt to assault her or something. Mm-hmm. Which it doesn't really address if if that's happened. Like... What do you mean? Throughout the film. Like, when she goes to say, like, I'm sober, shame on you, like, you are going to take advantage of me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they I mean, could he, e- they do... She waits until they've done something. Like McLovin, who's in the film. Oh, at the beginning, um, yeah. He, 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 um, you know, digitally rapes her before she reveals um, the fact that she's sober. Um, digitally meaning fingers. And um, the other guy takes starts taking off her clothes. So she does get past the point of them doing something abusive. It's not like... She's like, gotcha. Oh, no. I'm saying, like, what's scary is the reality that had she been like, gotcha, then they could, like, physically, like... Oh, I see. Attack her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. It's a very scary... I mean, the whole thing is, like, for her safety is scary. (laughs) But it's the reality of the situation that the movie is talking about, obviously, but... It is hard to watch it because it's like you're on the edge of your seat as to like what's going to actually unfold. Mm-hmm. And then all the people that are involved with what happened to her friend, um, when she revisits them and she's you know dealing with them in certain ways, those are always such ugh, awful, heartbreaking things. Um, 
Yeah, and what like she does one. to the woman who was her friend who they go out to lunch with, like, eventually mm-hmm. um, she takes her out to lunch and then, like, just gets her wasted and puts her in a hotel room and makes her believe that she might have been sexually assaulted mm-hmm. by this after, random person. Yes, after they've established that that's the character of Mina who was assaulted in their past had apparently gone to that woman when it happened and that woman didn't believe her even though later it's revealed that there's video evidence so you know um that was i think for me when she's really sort of plotting that revenge against these specific people um was really the most interesting to me the way her character tailors it to what they did wrong back then right mm-hmm. yeah and that she changes her mind with the lawyer who seems repentant. Right. Um, yeah. Who then she uses to her advantage because mm-hmm. of what ends up happening in the end of the film. Um, yes. So, yeah, she works at a coffee shop. She, you know, takes these people her out. Her boss is Laverne Cox. Her boss I is Laverne Cox. I remember things and know about stuff. <laughs> um, she ends up after tricking the person we previously mentioned, finding a high school girl and telling her that oh, yeah. her favorite band is coming to town. And so she takes the girl to a coffee shop and drops her off and then goes to see her mother, who was the dean at the college where her friend was assaulted mm-hmm. and uh, basically, I, w- I mean, kind of blackmails well, she, her. So she- well, it's more like she – it's the same with the with the friend she takes to lunch. She establishes, like, here's what you did wrong. At the time, you sacrificed this young woman's life for this young man's life because when the accusations of rape against this guy came forward, you said, oh, we're not doing anything with it because it's he said, she said, like, that's what she gets for drinking and going to a party um, and being a, a young woman, essentially, even though she herself is a woman, the dean, mm-hmm. um, and, you know – uh, and then, of course, the way that's flipped by our main character, she's saying, well, that's so interesting that you bring that up because I just dropped your daughter off at a college party um, with some guys. And there's probably – there's definitely liquor there. So, like, is it going to be your daughter's fault when uh, something happens? And, of course, the dean freaks out. Um, and I think that's one of the uh, the most potent scenes of the whole film. Yeah, absolutely. Um and especially when um, when Cassandra says, like, oh, is it is it different when it's someone you love? Like, now, you know, and it's sad because this is something that, you know, um, if you've ever read the book uh, Missoula by John Krakauer, mm-hmm. I mean, this is, like, endemic in college campuses, right? Um, I mean, the, the dean character even says herself, like, we get so many accusations. If we, if we reprimanded boys every time they were, you know um, – alerted to us to be predators why then there'd be no boys and it's like well (laughs) you know like what (laughs) it's that's that's a problem right so um i that scene itself that scene in the film could be like a short story or an art like it's just very powerful that could i feel like be on its own yeah and then of course she reveals i didn't actually do that she's at a coffee shop or whatever right um which is an important because you want to like the character. You want it. You're rooting for her. You don't want. Um, I mean, she kind of tiptoes the line a little bit about what 
you know, is she becoming evil to take down evil? Like, right. even the mom of her friend, Nina, is like, you need to just Molly stop. Shannon is like, yeah, give up this revenge shit you're not doing. You're not providing her any justice. And she does mm-hmm. after, the, after that. She, like, attempts to give up until the friend who she coerced earlier at lunch gives her a cell phone containing the video of the assault. Of what happened. Which she finds out her boyfriend, who she's been, you know, they've been developing this relationship over the course of the film. He the was boyfriend, there. He was there. And he's on the video. Um, that was really heartbreaking, although I felt like so necessary and important because it would be such a cheap and like common thing for this film to be like, the one good guy. Right. He's the savior. Yeah. But there isn't a character in this film. But there what? You know, without... There wasn't a character like the, the boy who was the exception to the rule and the good guy right. who's, who saved her. Um. I guess the lawyer is a little bit that character, but not really. Yeah, only tangentially. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, she ends up, the culmination of this movie is she's exacting, and and after that happens with her boyfriend, Ryan, she confronts him and is like, fuck you, we're Mm -hmm. done. And then the culmination is the wedding of this guy who assaulted her friend and all the people are there are going to be there for his mm-hmm. wedding and, and for she, first his bachelor party right and so she goes to the bachelor party pretending to be a stripper and and what happens at the bachelor party i wasn't expecting which is again why i don't necessarily want it because i i do recommend watching this film yeah and i think what happens in the last like 15 20 minutes of this film is such a gut punch yeah. It's like you should watch the film. Yeah. So if we won't already... we won't spoil the yeah. ending, but it culminates in a series of events at a bachelor party. Mhm. And then I didn't see it coming. How did you How did you did you see that coming? Like did you know that was going to happen or did you feel cuz I felt like jaw on the floor when that ending happened. Um I felt similarly, but the kind of follow up to that ending because there's like the initial ending of the movie and then there's the result of the ending of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the result of the ending of the movie was poetic justice. And I think it was very satisfying. Yeah. And I think that, um, poetic justice and also like a sad reality. Like, mm-hmm. I think that what this movie does really well is it draws attention to the fact that there are a lot of people who are in defense of, you know, sexual deviants, mostly men who get away with all Especially when they're things. young and in college and they say, oh, well, we don't want to ruin the young man's life, even though they're obviously ruining the victim's life. Right. And then comes the victim blaming. And that happens from all directions. It happens from above, be it the dean of the university who's only willing to help the young boy and it happens mm-hmm. from the sides, which happen to be this young woman's friends. And then, you know, it just, it's a sad reality. And I think that this film is really, really well done. So let's review oh, it. Yeah. What would you like to give I'm this film? Re- yeah. I'm giving this film a five out of six. Yeah. Tell me why. Um, because I thought it was great. I thought it was very well acted throughout. It was well shot. It was just a fabulously made movie. I think that 
this was kind of like what remember we watched um the the like third black christmas or whatever the oh black um, xmas yeah yeah um this is sort of what i wanted from that film like this this film takes like those those feelings um of being marginalized in a university setting and and the repercussions of these this toxic culture um and really hits it home i think um this is like that this is what i had wanted in terms of showing it for what it is and not taking a weird cheap way to get out of it um and so, but was, at the same time, it's not, I, our dumb rating system, <laughs> I feel like I reserve sixes for films that I'm going to like watch over and over again and that I'm going to recommend and that are going to be really a big part of, of like my, uh, collection of movies that mean something to me. And I, not that this doesn't, but, um, and maybe, you know, in the future, if I revisit this film, I be, might be like, you know what, actually, this is one of my ride or dies, but right now five out of six. Yeah. That's that's my thought. Well, once again, I'm going to have to agree with you, um, and give the, the same same, person. The same rating. I, you know, I was sitting when you were just talking. I was sitting and I was thinking, like, what is it about this film that I wouldn't give it six out of six? And I think that um, what I will say about this film is, is that it, you know. Um, Carrie Mulligan, who's the main character, is already getting, like, so much praise for this film, which I think is awesome. Um, And I think, like, even in us talking about Laverne Cox, like, I just want to know, like, why Laverne Cox couldn't be the main character. (laughs) Like, I know that's kind of, I I know that's kind of, like, a silly thing to say after watching this whole movie. But once again, like, the black character Mm -hmm. is the sidekick to the main person. And, like... I, I am not at all trying to downplay like, the re the harsh realities of this film, but I am mm-hmm. also kind of gonna say like. What would have made it better is like. How it could have, been a really powerful movie to talk about like how black trans women, are, the number one. Yeah. <laughs> victims of this, tragic and awful event that happens um yeah and, and i and i you're right for for the movie to be about that and to have a black trans character in it but then she not be the main focus it's an interesting point it's a good point so i mean that's like my only real big thing is that i think that um this is a very on the nose reality for women like 100 percent, mm-hmm. and it's a the perspective that is taken through the lens of this movie is really well done and important. Mm -hmm. And I think that like the thing that would have made it above and beyond is just like acknowledging, even at, at, even acknowledging at least like the reality of the statistic, which is who is like the number one victim of this. Um, Mm -hmm. Even acknowledging it, I would have been like, yay you know like yeah mm-hmm. because that That's is a good point that is the reality so yeah. um i think it was really well acted i think every everyone in it was phenomenal um you know yeah. and i i'm glad that it you know i'm kind of relieved that it didn't end up becoming a torture porn just because i feel like th- this is the way to go about <laughs> i think this is an example of a successful way to go about talking about this mm-hmm. and i think that torture porn isn't so i agree 100 percent on that 
Um, so yeah, I was really, really pleased with this movie. Um, and I'm only docking it for just, you know, an opportunity that it had that it missed out on. That it didn't take. Yes. But I highly suggest this film. I can't suggest it enough. Um, I'm very happy that I watched it. And it's worth right now, if you're, if you're going to watch this film anytime soon after we're recording these podcasts in early 2021, um, I think it's worth easily paying the... Yep. The high cost of renting a yep. film that was supposed to have been in theaters during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Which I can't really say about The King of Staten Island, <laughs> which was the <laughs> first film that I that I watched. Well, the first film I paid 20 bucks to watch, to have access to once, and watched it home. Afterwards, I was like, God damn it, Pete Davidson. Yeah, Carly did the same thing, God and I it. didn't... I don't even think I got a review from her. I was just like, I know I'm not going to watch this movie, but you have fun. <laughs> You were the Michael of the scenario because it was so early in the pandemic where I was like, I'm going to do it, Michael. I'm going to drop like 20, 25 bucks just to watch this by myself at home. It's going to be fine. And he was like, oh, okay. I don't think it's going to be any good. And I'm, oh, yeah, it was fine. It was, it was Wait, a diversion. What did Michael end up thinking about Promising a Woman? He ended up not watching it with me oh my even God. after. I know. Even after we delayed watching it a week so that he could watch it with me, he did not watch it with me. Well, he should definitely watch it. <laughs> He should. He should. So I'll tell him. Now he's got to wait. He's got to wait until it doesn't cost 20 bucks. You know what he's going (laughs) to have to do? He's going to have to scoop the guac off the top and start underneath. (laughs) Oh, my God. Back to guac. Anyway, let us know. Let us know on social media if you lived in a Bloom neighborhood or a Bottom Dollar neighborhood or a Food Lion neighborhood. And whether or or not it was in Ohio or Alaska. (laughs) Which state or do you Alaska. live in? Ohio or Alaska? <laughs> There's only the two. And if you say something like, I don't live in the United States, we'll say, what? What? We didn't realize our, our reach was that far. That's exciting. Yeah. We thought we just had the two states on lockdown. Elita's right now listening, thinking, I don't live in either of those states, and I'm your one fan. Well, damn it, Alita. <laughs> That's all I have to say. We love you, Elita. Comment on our on our Instagram when we post this. Socials. And let us know how you prefer your guacamole. Do you mix it yeah. up or do you scrape the top off? There's a lot of information we're going to need from you guys on this one. So yeah. thank you in advance. So please chime in. T-I-A. Mm-hmm. Bye. Wait, T-Y-A? Thank you. Bye. <laughs>